This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people, the traditional custodians of the land in which we're recording today. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present, and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. You're listening to the Boring is Bad for Business podcast, a show where we discuss how business leaders can create bold, not boring brands that delight and spark emotional connections. I'm your host, Joel. And I'm Suji. In today's episode, we will discuss when is a good time for a rebrand. In this episode, we'll talk you through four examples that we've identified for our years of business on when is a good time to do a rebrand. So let's get into it. So yeah, Suji, I'm just going to throw it you know, straight over to you, um, throw you straight under the bus from the get-go. When is a, when is a great time for, for a business to do a rebrand? Luckily, I've prepared some content here. That's good. <laughs> so the first reason that we see and we, you know, we've seen when people come to us is that there's a shift in business strategy. So this can be quite broad. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of scenarios, that, specific scenarios that this might happen. It's like you are or people would be the new owners of a company. Yep. That's a really great time to rebrand because I think as a new leader in a business – you're bringing a new direction or a fresh perspective for the business. And I think that, and also you're bringing a different leadership style that probably is going to have an impact on the brand. Yep, sure. Um, that's a really great time to rejuvenate and go through, like whether you're going through like a revitalization of your brand identity, but also like looking at the strategy underneath that brand identity as well. The other scenario might be like when you say shift in business strategy, you could be the same owners, you could be the same leaders, but you might be completely changing the direction of the business. So yep. You might be closing off old services. You might be opening up new services. You might be bringing in product when you didn't have product before. Um, Whatever the reason, that shift in business strategy and leadership, it needs to be communicated across the organization. I was going to say down the line, but going back to our culture episode, I think it's like maybe better if we we think more across the organization Mm -hmm. because if you you need to unite your company. You need to unite the people company-wide to inspire them and then take them on this new direction of the business strategy. So you're talking about internal branding as well yeah definitely i think that could be a really big piece if you've got a big um if you've got a big shift in business strategy as a new leader or you are changing what you're doing running an internal campaign like instead of like so an internal campaign would be your typical marketing campaign that you do to customers but create something that talks and it only leaves the metaphorical four walls of your organization it talks directly to the employees that'd be fantastic yeah great um so just in this scenario what we're doing is like as a branding studio, we really pay careful attention to the voices of the employees and the customers. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you've got history and you're making a change, you want to be empathetic to where, and you want to meet people where they are. Yep. You want to meet the employees, you want to meet the customers where they are, and then take them along on your future journey. You don't want to just make a massive leap ahead. So yep. um, it can be about sort of taking the experiences of employees and then balancing that with the new vision of the business leaders. Yeah, so we've seen that. A couple of times during a, a rebrand process where someone's coming in and bought an established business that has you know a, a certain reputa- reputation um, these business owners have come in and you know bringing in you know it could be people from the warehouse or, or people from the office people who have been in that organization for you know 10 20 years have all this experience know the ins and outs of the the business probably better than the the new directors yeah um, and bringing those in those people in on those early conversations of what the new vision should look like. So we're ultimately not just turning our back on one, those employees, but then also all that brand equity and you know, all oh, that brand equity. Goodwill e- that you've yeah, created, co- good culture that you've created amongst your workplace. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and I think, and just to reference that client that did, they did a remarkable job and they had people who said, 
we were kind of on the edge of like, you've been here for a long time, but we thought maybe this is a good time to jump ship. Yep. But since you've listened to us and you've shown, you've proved to us you are really great leaders, we're actually really inspired to stay here. So it, it you know, going through that rebrand process, it actually revitalized, I guess, and re-energized the team as well. Yeah, definitely. So the next reason is that you need to attract or retain talent. So yes. I love this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like we have seen in COVID, what everyone, everyone knows it, we're, talk, we're calling it the great resignation. Like it's... A lot of people, like a lot of people, there's a quote here that says McKin- from McKinsey, they say that up to 40% of workers may quit their jobs in the next six months. And that was in 2021. I'd love to know what the statistic mm-hmm. is of people who have actually left their jobs. Yep. But we are hearing it left, right and center from our clients who are saying, I can't find good people at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, you just had a call today from someone saying like, I'm trying to get like a senior designer. Do you know anyone? And this is a phone call you would never usually get yep. from a, a top agency. Yep. Um, so I think... As a result of the pandemic, there's been a lot of things that have happened that have made people reevaluate where they are mm-hmm. and what they're doing with their time. Yep. As a result, they're going to leave, they've left their jobs um, or they're doing a career change and as they also left their jobs. And now more than ever, it's really important that businesses are also marketing and, and branding and talking about what it's like to work at this business. Yep. Yep. And I think social media as well is really pushing everyone to have these amazing jobs. Like their friends are like, oh, you work there? Like that's sick. Um, and I think, yeah, people are feeling these pressures from, you know, s- social. And I think this is just one example of that. But people are feeling these pressures from their friends and family that their business looks and represents something of value. They have a, a brand that the employees can be proud of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are envious that you work there. Um so, you know, if, if, you, if you're losing, you know, employees left, right and center or you're really struggling to find employees, yeah, it, it could be a time for, you know, a bit of a rebrand. And I think it comes back to culture, mm-hmm. which is where our conversation was in an earlier episode. Yep. To create the rebrand, you need to have, start with a really good culture and look at then like creating that great culture that people want to stay at and people want to come to. Yep. And in that, if we are doing that rebrand process, someone who's like, I just have, I've got a talent problem, like this needs to be like attracting talent and promoting our business and putting it in the best light for people who want to come and work for us. I'd be looking at going, okay, how can you, commun- how can you communicate to future or potential employees the value that your business delivers them that's mm-hmm. beyond a paycheck? Yes. Um, so if you haven't listened to our culture episode before, go back because it's pretty much everything in there that we've said. Yep. Um, you would want to be elevating all of those aspects of your culture and making sure you're feeding that out. But th- feed it out through real stories. And one point we had in there was that you can't just make these things up when it comes to the point of you needing to rebrand to attract talent. You need to actually be doing these, sto- creating these stories, creating these moments, and then sharing the stories. Yeah, it's like the the egg before the chicken. Yes, yes, but there is actually a clear answer in this one. <laughs> So horse before the cart? Well, which one comes first? The horse. So uh, a third reason for why we see, you know, businesses and brands re- rebrand is that you have, you know, new products or you're providing new new services to, to your clients. So yeah, this is definitely something that we see, you know, obviously businesses change, things change, businesses pivot um, and to, you know, think that you went out, you were selling a product over here or selling a service over here and then you've moved and, and I'm assuming your, your clients have, have possibly moved, your targets probably moved, that would be a really good time to, to reassess things um, and, you know, think about that message that you're, you're putting out, you know, obviously pro- yeah, your products have changed, your, your customers have changed, so your, you know, your brand needs to change with that as well. Absolutely. And I think if you don't manage that, like mm-hmm. the evolution of you creating new products 
And as they keep adding up, things get really complicated. It can be really confusing for employees and customers to navigate. So if you're in this stage and you haven't really reflected on like over the years of business, like what are our products and services? Are they still relevant to our customers? Are they still relevant to our brand? Do an audit first, Mm -hmm. review those, work out which is, you know, profitable, but also profitable in terms of process and people enjoying and, you know, able to deliver those, those services. Mm -hmm. And then, go through and clarify from that point what the business does, who they do it for, and how those products or those services make customers and employees feel. Is really when you're talking about a brand, like a rebrand in this situation, it's all about tapping into those new products and services. If they're they're brand new or the ones that you want to elevate and say somebody you want to get rid rid of, it's like more about tapping into how do they actually make people feel when you use them. Yeah, for sure. And if you're sort of supplying say one product versus a a large range of products, you know, the approach would be quite different between the two. So, um, you know, back to my earlier statement of, yeah, if if things are changing, the message generally needs to change and and therefore the brand needs to change with it. Yeah. It's that consistency across, you know, the whole playing field. Absolutely. And the thing is, if you leave it unmanaged and you just keep adding new services or new Mm -hmm. products or new customers to talk to, it becomes a really confusing lay of the land for your employees to work out, how do we navigate this, like the systems and processes behind this? And how do our customers know what is right for them to buy? Just to make this a little bit more real, um, an example that I've sort of came across is GoTo Skincare. So yep. GoTo Skincare is a skincare range. Um, it's an Australian brand that's primarily aimed at women. Mm. Um, so, you know, it has all the, the beautiful organic and sustainable ingredients and it's, it's really nourishing for your skin. They have expanded their brand um, and they've added a BroTo, so a, a line specifically for men. Yep. And they've also added a line specifically for children, so called Grow mm-hmm. To. And I think that's an example of a, a brand, a rebranding exercise that may not on the surface level seem like that because re- Go To didn't change its brand. But instead of adding to their product line, um, products for men under Go To and products for kids under Go To and having this enormous product page and sort of men clicking on a site that primarily looked like it was marketed towards women, which yep. doesn't connect, or parents kind of trying to buy something for their kids and going, well, is this actually safe for my children because it's it's meant for women or, yep. or adults? What they've done is created some sub-brands um, and spun off that and just looking at those new products and services and go, how do we organize these in a way that A, speaks to our customers' needs, motivations, and requirements, mm-hmm. but also makes sense in terms of our business? Yeah, that's a great example. And so another great example of... Um, you know, the product and services changing and a, and a business adapting with that is uh, an accountant that we've worked with. You know, he was pricing each project that came through the door separately and he wanted to build a, a more sustainable and subscription-based model. Um, and yeah, we, we helped him, you know, through that transition and, and, and build an identity that as soon as someone, you know, comes into interactions with the brand, the expectation of that this is a subscription platform you know you're getting x y and z versus abc you're getting convenience you know, yeah definitely yeah. like yeah the the values have changed that business because the service and the products have changed with it so yep. you know they needed a an identity that reflected that yep. um and you know if we didn't do that people would have come to you know whether it was the website or or in store and would have just been you know quite confused because there was just this crazy misalignment between the products and the services and traditional services off this big long shopping list or do uh I choose a subscription and it's just overwhelming yeah yeah 100 so yeah it's just ultimately matching the the messaging the the brand that we're we're putting out there back to you know the 
the updated products and, and services. Yeah, the that, business, yeah. The, how the business is functioning and making sure those two complement each other. Yeah, definitely. Another time that we, we see a great time to do a rebrand is as the business has grown, that it doesn't reflect that identity or, or that brand. Quite similar to you know a, a product or a service, but we see a lot of the time where something started out, you know, just found a run with, with two people or, or, or one person in, in the driver's seat and then that business has grown over time and, um, you know, a lot of the time it's generally the same as, you know, my cousin or my uncle or my friend of a friend did did our identity or, you know, a, a smaller shop did our identity and it was sort of at this level but we've grown and now the service and the product that we're providing to our clients is a lot bigger and a lot more, you know, prestige than better quality yeah yeah, yeah. than than what our identity and brand I reflects how, i love how kind and nice you were too like i think joel behind not on mic would be like the identity looks like shit yeah <laughs> yeah like, for sure and it doesn't elicit trust it just looks cheap and nasty yeah. and because there's a time i think like you said the business has grown so much that at that time when the business started, they could only afford so much and it probably worked it for worked, them as well yeah. like we have conversations where you know, startups come in the door and I'm like, hey man, like there's nothing wrong with jumping on Fiverr or, you know, getting your cousin's dog walker's friend to do you up a logo because that's what you guys need at this stage of your business. But as you do grow and, you know, transition into, you know, chasing bigger clients, bigger budgets, you know, it it's time to step that game up mm-hmm. and build a build a brand and, and an identity that reflects that. Because you've got a bit more money in the bank to invest in that. And I think that the you've end, got a lot yeah. more moving parts as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. To take into account. Yep. Definitely. And just on that, like if we're talking about the surface level and how things look, why you would do this. I mean, I don't, this is probably a basic thing, but it's worth reiterating that good design makes a really good first impression. It conveys trust. It conveys credibility. It conveys quality. Mm-hmm. All those things that you want to be doing and you, you probably are in this scenario doing because you, your team, people in your team and your processes are really firing. But it's then important to bring that over to the, the visual and how that works. But also in through your culture and make sure that, you know, through a strategic process, you're weaving that, that together. So you've got your brand strategy on the bottom, then your brand identity that reflects that outwardly. Mm-hmm. And we touched on it a little bit and it sort of keep, seems to be coming in more and more through these conversations is that expectation. So, you know, someone has a fantastic brand experience or a fantastic experience with your brand. So, you know, they've been on the website and everything's clear, laid out, beautifully the designs you know top notch the overall interactions that you have with the site are, are, are phenomenal and then you know i'm more trusting to hand over you know larger larger amounts of cash because you've built that trust already before i've even picked up the phone or or, or interacted with you so you know that's the really important part of investing in your brand investing in your yep. brand yeah 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 no, i love it so that wraps up our four reasons and the four the four scenarios that we have seen commonly with people will come to rebrand Mm-hmm. Just to rehash those, there's been the no, reason number one is there's been a shift in your business strategy. So that's all about new owners, or maybe you're taking the business in a different direction. Yep. Reason two is that you need to attract and retain talent. And like in the middle of the great resignation, this is all about talking about and elevating those aspects of your brand that will attract employees to work for you. Yep. Can also work um, to retain people as well, to remind them and, and involve them in the in the, the brand process as to why it is great to work here. Mm-hmm. has to come from an authentic place. The re- third reason is that products or services have changed. Potentially, it could be bringing in new products or it can be making a pivot um, and changing up your services and what you deliver. And the final scenario that we often see is that a business is just better than it looks. So it's outgrowing its old identity um, and it's time for it to be, you know, those two elements of 
of the brand to be leveled out. You've been listening to the Boring is Bad for Business podcast. If you like what we've been talking about, please like and subscribe and we'll speak to you next week. Thank you.